just like have a rough plan, right? Like just map it out. Generally what happens is that we get like so stuck in this long list. So in, in the flow planning process, one of the things that is part of it is there's always this concept of lists, like that are very, lists are very creative. They're very, you know, the creative side of our brain and calendaring is actually very left side of our brain and a little bit more masculine. And so we always have this combination of the two going back and forth and back and forth. And that's like really important. So if you're somebody who has like tons of like a really long to-do list, my number one tip is on Sunday night, maybe read the to-do list, maybe don't, but just do a brain dump and then actually put the stuff into your calendar because otherwise our brain is like, all of this should be done tomorrow when actually we have until the end of December to do it. Blissful Parents. Welcome, Michelle Abraham, your host of Blissful Parenting podcast. And I am here today with Mia Moran. And I'm really excited to have Mia on for a couple of different reasons. Mia is the host of the Plan Simple podcast. She is helping women balance wellness, work, and motherhood one season at a time. And she's got some really exciting things to talk to us about today. Mia, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. You're welcome. I know this is so great. And I just like, I love what you're up to. I love that you're helping women with this balancing everything that we need to balance in life. And, you know, I think balancing, if we can start at balance, the word balance for a moment, it's one of those words that I've found like with balance, is it possible to balance everything? I don't know. You well, <laughs> so I think it's only possible if we reframe what balance means. So I think we have this idea that balance is very linear and it's like the equal lists, you know, like we're doing this over here and this over here and it's all equal. And that I think is, is not possible, but if we measure balance by a feeling mm-hmm. and it's more like the weight that things are playing in our lives, then it's like absolutely possible. And it's like, it's sort of the basis behind my planning method. Cause it's, it's all about how, how to really rethink time in a way more feminine way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think balance is totally possible when we do that. Oh, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit more about that, like planning time, like time, time management in a feminine way. How is that different than like the time management we know of right now? It's based on a number of things. <laughs> number one, you when you introduce me, you sort of like hit on one of them. Number one, like I just think it's really hard for us to think in this like year long way that we've been taught. Um, I think it's really hard for us to think in terms of even days and weeks because as women, we really reset every 28 days, not every 24 hours as our male counterparts literally do. So as a result, we feel like we're always going in and out and in and out of what we want. But actually it's, if we responded to our energy over the course of 28 days, probably we'd see that it repeats itself every 28 days. And like, there's just days we have more energy and days that we're more tired and we have our own rhythm. That's one piece of it. It's just thinking through like what it looks like in a cycle and then what it looks like in a season. And it's just like, we're right now, as we're recording this live, we're in back to school season and it has like a totally different flavor than our 18 months home and pandemic season. (laughs) And it's catching a lot of us by surprise. Right. And it's like, you just have to sort of like land in that season and be like, okay, like I have this big vision. So a lot of times as women, we keep ourselves really small and we we don't let ourselves have this big vision because we have these big visions, but they don't quite fit into a year. So we kind of look at it the opposite. We look at the big visions, like these are our big life visions. And then it's like, okay, in this season, what piece of this can we 
take on based on, so similar to what I was saying with balance, based on how we want to feel. So if we really want to feel productive in this season, what will make us feel productive? If we're really wanting to feel connected, what will connect us to our bodies, to our friends, whatever. And so you're just judging how you plan from a whole different perspective. Oh, that's great. I love that. And you know, it's funny. I've never heard anyone really explain it in that way, but the way you just said that makes so much sense (laughs) for the way things, the the way we operate and for feminine brains, probably that makes, that makes a lot of, that makes a lot of sense. We are living in this year long planning system when really, I love it. You know, I walked out the door today, there's like fog on the lake and it's like, it is a different season. I was starting new things. My kids are in different routines. It is a new season. And I love the change of the season is great because it gives us this new opportunity to do something different. And I was sharing with you before we press record, I'm miserably failing at meal planning at the moment. So <laughs> this is just a great season to start meal planning and focusing yeah. on that instead of our summer grab and go, eat whatever is in the house kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but and, but when we're focused on the year-long way and maybe we had a goal in January, we like forget that like it's okay for summer to be one way and fall to be another way way Mm -hmm. and we get all judgy. And when we get all judgy, then we we tend to not be able to transfer into the next season, like with the intent, right? Like we've already given up. So why would we do that now if we couldn't make it work in August? And so that's where I think when we can recheck in with ourselves, Mm -hmm. women can give ourselves a lot more credit than we maybe are used to. (laughs) Totally. That makes so much sense. So now you're a mama three and went for a period of being exhausted and overwhelmed to them being happy and energetic. So how did you get started with this? Obviously with your own story, but tell us a little bit about how you got started with your podcasts, your programs and everything that you do now to really support women with that balance. All right. Well, so I've always been an entrepreneur, like probably since I was like seven, but really after I graduated from college, I like worked for two years and then ended up starting a a graphic design company. So that's sort of my background. Hmm. And while I was doing that, I had these three kids and just notice, but you know, by the time the oldest was five, so I basically had three kids under five, I was just really tired. And one day in particular, I noticed that I had these three cups of coffee, empty cups of coffee from Starbucks on my desk. And I was like, how can it be two 30 or three? And I be so freaking tired and have consumed all this coffee and have wasted the amount of time that it takes probably to go walk and get the coffee during the day. <laughs> And so that's caused this whole thing. Like, so I started with food and taking care of my body in a different way with food and then had one of my kids end up having allergies. So then it's sort of like, then I started to focus on how to get our family healthy. And I just watched everything change with that, which led to writing a book about meal planning and how to really simplify that process. And for anyone who's wanting a quick tip, especially since we're in the change of season. One of the things (laughs) that I love to do is just write out the days of the week Mm -hmm. and just decide that like, and you could do this for all the meals, but I'm going to use dinner as example, but just decide like Monday is always beans and rice. And Tuesday is always soup. And Wednesday is always, uh, you know, farm to table or like whatever, like make the categories that work best in your house, taco Tuesday. And, and everyone's always like, that's so boring. But what I found, and we do eat a lot of beans and rice in our house. But when I did that, it's like, I never made the same beans and rice. Like on bean night, I would be like, oh, like we'll make lentils or we'll make black beans or we'll make new, you know, New Orleans red beans or whatever it is. And it actually opened up what I, my repertoire way more than I expected. So that's a good one because some people would just sit down to meal plan and get so overwhelmed. And so just having that structure is a really helpful way to land in a season. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great idea. So I, 
<laughs> so I did that. And then I did this crazy thing that set me up a little bit for COVID. This was like five or six years ago. I just got one of those Facebook memories of it. <laughs> so I wrote this book, which became a bestseller. And I took my kids out of school for a year. And we went on this road trip <laughs> to go talk to a lot of moms and you know homeschool my kids. So in doing that, I did meet a lot of moms. And the thing that I kept hearing was like, I kept expecting to have convince people that they should eat more vegetables. But that wasn't at all what I was hearing. Like everyone knew, like, I didn't even know what kale was when I changed my food. So I was <laughs> expecting everyone to be in my place, but indeed everyone knew what kale was by that point. And they knew that they wanted more of it, but the time was really the issue. So it was like, they're literally like, sometimes I would be like, well, just show me like, what are you doing? It was like negative time. People had committed to driving this kid there and that kid there. And then they wanted to have family dinner, but Family dinner was supposed to happen 15 minutes before they could even possibly get home. So much less like cook it. So it was just like we had created, everyone had created this impossible situation to succeed. And so I realized that actually time perhaps was the thing that we had to really, I don't, I don't like the word gain control, but really just had to understand and, and have it work for us instead of against us in creating like really healthy, well lives. And that sort of created to, that led to the current body of work, which is about balancing all the things. That's awesome. And so do you, when you were looking at these, these families wanting to have this family dinner time, but they've overscheduled and everything's, you know, going here and there, what's the solution for maybe a family that is in that situation right now? What's the first step in trying to create some peace around meal times when you have a million things going on at that time of day? Well, the first piece is kind of to want it, which I know sounds kind of obvious, except that most of us feel like if we want it, then we have to do all this work to get there. <laughs> so it's like, why, you know, and a lot of us who own businesses are, are asked this about our business all the time, but like, why, why do you want this? Like, what is the real benefit? And a lot of women <laughs> happen to say, cause I want to feel better. I want to feel healthier. I want to lose weight, which is a fine, like, that's fine. If that's where everyone needs to start, that's great. But it's like, Maybe you want your kids to be healthy. You want them to have like, you all want to have a lot of energy, like whatever, whatever makes like fuels you, you want to connect with your kids at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. you want to like be sane when you sit down at the table. Cause most of us are like so chaotic by the time we've made dinner that it's hard to even sit down and have a conversation. So like, what, why is this important to you? I think that's always the first step. And then once you've done that, you're ready to solve a problem. So yes, like at this point, probably everyone's committed to things after school and different activities. And so it's like, all right, well, given this, how can I make this work? You know, a good way is prepping food on, on Sunday. And if you really have no time, then making it in advance. Whenever we're meal planning for the week in my program, I always say, you know, write out what all the meals are, look at your rhythm that you've created. And if your rhythm isn't vibing with what's happening, then change the meals. So like sometimes we'll like have this elaborate home cooked meal on a night when actually we've worked really hard. We've driven the kids around. That's a night to heat something up or make yeah. something quick and easy. And then there's other nights maybe where your kid gets out from school or they don't have school that day or your spouse comes home in time to help or whatever, and you have more support. And then that's the night to make the harder thing. So really match what you're eating with your schedule.
Yeah, that makes sense because you, you don't have to give up having family meals at all because you're scheduled out a couple, you know, maybe, maybe you have family meals three nights a week. And then the other nights of the week, you know, the girls eat this time when they're yes. going here and the boys 100%. eat this time when they're going there or whatever. Well, and one of the other things about planning in general, like planning anything is that in general, we feel a lot worse when we don't do something after. And so part of the benefit of planning is really looking ahead and being like, all right, well, on this night, we just need to get takeout. Let's actually decide that in advance and feel really good about it. Or on this night, actually, everyone needs to eat separately and I'll just have it made and feed them or whatever. (laughs) And I'm deciding that in advance instead of feeling like incompetent the night that it's actually happening because we're, you know, we can't make it work. And then you know, and, and that just doesn't make us feel good. And then we don't want to do the next night or the next night or the next night. So part of planning is actually setting yourself up for success. So you want to keep going. Right. Hey, I was saying to you before we press record that like, you know, it's the, it's the, when you don't pre-plan and you have to think about what you want to eat for dinner when you're hungry and like, you've already it's horrible. worked hard. It's like, it's like, you cannot make a decision if your life depends on it. Everything is back and forth with my husband the other day. Well, what do you guys want? What do you want to have for dinner? I'm like, I don't know, just food, just something. I don't know. I don't care. Well, point. and for the most part, like if, if somebody in your household has had a bad day, like a kid, they can sense that from like miles away. And so that just like pretty much is like the sign of like, come in and like, you know, take mom out. <laughs> so the more grounded we can be and just like knowing what it is, the more likely it is that all the attitudes will be more appealing throughout the that, that time of evening. Absolutely. I think that would be a good time for mom to go out for a walk while someone else can get dinner. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. yeah. So what is the, um, the, does it save, uh, do you find that it saves your clients time and money too? Like, by pre-planning ahead of time. Like I always feel so bad at the end at the, of the week or when there's food that's gone bad in my food, my fridge, and I haven't been able to eat it because I didn't plan the meals around what I had already. So a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, it saves everything. And I, the thing it's like, it's a hard thing for the human brain to understand basically a hundred percent saves both of those things. And it's, but it's front loaded. So like you have to be willing to feel a little bit of discomfort in the fact that it might take you an hour to plan, but it saves you probably a lot more discomfort after, but it's hard sometimes for us to convince ourselves of that. But the second you do it for a week or two, you'll be like, oh my God. Yeah. Why so was much I better before? Yeah. Well, and and you can always that. start, you can always start if, if planning for the week feels really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this time of year for family, I think that's really helpful, but if you're like a good shopper and you tend to always get the same things. And one thing you can do is just make a rule that you won't go out and get unnecessary things in the middle of the week. Mm -hmm. And then just like make a commitment to saying the night before what you're going to have the next day. So like just writing out the night before what's happening that day. Cause even if you just know at like 7am what's for dinner, it saves so much pain throughout the day. (laughs) Like so much unnecessary (laughs) thoughts about, you know, what's for dinner. What am I going to do? There's a lot of wasted time in in the thinking. Yeah, I used to bug my father-in-law because the first words out of his mouth every morning when he came to the breakfast table when we were, you know, in the same cabin all summer was like, what's for dinner tonight? Oh, like, <laughs> like, what's in front of your, what, what are you having for breakfast to be first? But he always wanted to know what's for dinner. And you don't have to tell anybody, but you just, yeah, yeah, you don't have to tell anybody. You just know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but that makes sense. But it's just that peace of mind. <laughs> you know, dinner is going to be taken care of. Yes. yes. And it makes it easier to ask for help. We're actually really good at that piece. We're probably the best suited in a household in most cases for that piece. But 
hundred percent other people can help make it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> shop for it. And no problem yeah. having other people make it, prep it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can plan it. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So I love the idea of planning those easy meals on the days that were busy, having and giving ourselves the grace for like a cough pot thing where everyone could eat at different times. Like those are all amazing, amazing ideas. I really love that. Now, what, and can you tell us a little bit about like, how do you work with clients and how do you, how do clients work with you? And you, I know you have got some really cool program, uh, really cool, the flow 365, I think is very cool. Yep. So can you tell us a little bit about that. That's awesome. Yeah. So we have, well, so we have a planner, like we have a 90 day planner, which mm-hmm. technically, if you look it up, you can get it on Amazon, but we're releasing it officially in two weeks. So you, you'll be able to get that on the plan simple website. And that's just like, that is taking you through the 90, a 90 day plan and really doing that for yourself. What we found is that again, it's a front loaded process to, to plan for 90 days. Like you have to really get clear about your vision, like your bigger vision. And then you have to like really decide what that will be like for the next 90 days. And then you sort of, once you've decided that, then you be like, okay, well, what does that look like this month? And then it's like a consistent process of flowing it forward. Flow also stands for food, lifestyle, home, and work. So mm, food and awesome. wellness is the F lifestyle is sort of family and house. Om is spirituality and self-care and work is work. <laughs> Or work and creativity if somebody doesn't have work. Sometimes motherhood can be work. Whatever whatever sounds like work to you. I find that if those four areas are all thought through, then we feel more balanced. So at the beginning, we started with it's not about time, but it it, it does have to do with like thinking it through. If you only with the kids and you know, don't focus on the money generating, generating piece that you've always wanted to, you'll feel out of balance. If you are working really hard and like burning it at both ends with, as a mother and, and, and an entrepreneur, and you never take care of yourself, you're going to feel that. So it's about like really being intentional about all the things, even though all the things, sometimes a 20 minute walk can balance out a full day of work. Like it's not like they have to take equal amounts of time. So with, that's part of the flow process. And then we flow it forward. And what I found was that the process is so front-loaded. It makes such a difference in people's lives over 90 days, but it's so front-loaded that people really needed or wanted some accountability around doing that piece. So we created this program, which at the beginning was always a year long enrollment during COVID. We opened it in 90 minute segments. And I think we're heading more toward the year, but we still have it in 90, 90 day segments. I did I just say 90 minute, 90 yes, day segments. Okay. I was like, That's yeah, not 90 minute, 90 day. <laughs> yeah. And and the, the idea is, is that you just have a really supportive group of women who are all trying to get towards their goals, all very different, but the energy of a whole group of women trying to do this work together is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And so we, we start off with retreats. And then we have accountability literally all day. So we have very specific calls at the beginning of the week for saying what the three big things you're working on. We have planning calls at the end of the week. And then all throughout the week, we have what we call get it done, get something done sessions where you come on and you actually work getting toward your goals just in community with other people. Um, And it's been a really powerful way for people to get things done that they're stuck on because it's hard for us to give permission to do various things, you know, so sometimes people are really focused on food and their health. And sometimes people are really focused on building a business. It's kind of all over the place, but the the flavor is very similar. 
Yeah, it's interesting because I mean, you know, those get it done sessions, I immediately went to like, oh yeah, that'd be great for work stuff. But actually yeah. it'd be great for meal planning or be really great yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. So, workouts or, you know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And people use them for all sorts of things. And if ever I notice that I'm around a lot. So if ever I notice that like someone's always doing work things, I'm like, huh, like, you know, what about that decluttering project that you had on your, on your 90 day plan? And they're like, oh yeah. You know, like we all have these instincts and sometimes people spend all the time in their house to avoid making you know, a few calls for their business, whatever, but right. um, <laughs> everything, has we, we all hold each other accountable to those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's so great. It's such a great community. It's such a great idea to involve a community in that. Cause I think that's a bit unusual or different than what we've seen in the past with here's a planner, go do it yourself or go figure it out yourself. And you know, yeah. that accountability, well, I think. For sure, I will say this about myself, and I probably would say it about 80% of the people in, in Flow 365 is that many of us would get a couple planners a year hoping <laughs> to finally make it through one and then not then give up and then feel like we're a failure because we didn't fill out some pages and then recycle it. And then, you know, and, and the marketing world like totally caters to that because there's like planners at the new year and then there's planners when the school year starts and then there's like summer, you know, there's like all sorts of planners now. So it's not just starts in January. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can start at any month now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's so awesome. I love it. So for our listeners listening today, best way to find out more information about what Nia is talking about is go check out her podcast, Plan Simple Podcast. It's great information. She's always teaching things on there. She's got some incredible guests on there. Uh, it's a fantastic podcast you can find on any of the podcasting platforms out there. And Mia, if you want, if they want your Flow 365 planner, so where should they go to get that? To our website as well. There's to links. The okay. Yeah. Yeah, so plansimple.com is the place to go to every to get everything. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Mia, this has been so helpful for our parents out there. If you could just give us some last couple of tips for parents that maybe have gotten into the back to school uh, thing in the last couple of weeks and now are like, huh, <laughs> feeling like that a little bit of overwhelm creeping in. Can you give us a couple of tips that will help get them through till Christmas? <laughs> Yes. Okay. So the first one is going to be, of course, Mia is going to say that, but just have a rough plan, just map it out. Generally what happens is that we get like so stuck in this like long list. So in, in the flow planning process, one of the things that is part of it is there's always this concept of lists, like that are very Lists are very creative. They're very, the creative side of our brain and calendaring is actually very left side of our brain and a little bit more masculine. And so we always have this combination of the two going back and forth and back and forth. And that's like really important. So if you're somebody who has tons of a really long to-do list, my number one tip is on Sunday night, maybe read the to-do list, maybe don't, but just do a brain dump and then actually put the stuff into your calendar. Because otherwise our brain is like, all of this should be done tomorrow when actually we have until the end of December to do it. So it's like this week, maybe I'll work on having one dinner a week. Next week, maybe I'll have two. This week, maybe I'll work on writing a blog post. Maybe next week I'll work, you know, like we don't need to do it all at once. And when we start to see our to-do list more into time, that's really, really super helpful. Another thing that we see a lot is, or I've noticed a lot, especially in COVID, is that motherhood really has become like, like, it's like this thing that we want so badly to be the most meaningful thing in our life. And 
for many people, when you look at a week and what it means to be a mother, it's like this long list of like things that we have to do sometimes that aren't even connecting to our kiddos, right? Like, so sometimes it's like, call the pediatrician, do this, organize this, like do this for school. Like, and it's not even things that are inclusive of them. So what I would, you know, so sort of as an antidote, antidote to that, it's what connecting can you actually plan for each week? Like, it's just like one little something, like it doesn't even need to take, we think that connecting things have to be really big, but the less work it is for you, the more connected you'll be able to be. So a lot, when I say this, a lot of people are like, oh, well on Saturday, I can take the kids to the zoo or like, you know, go somewhere, but it's actually much more connecting. Like five really focused minutes at your kitchen table is more connecting than going to the zoo. So it's like, what can you do that you can be fully present and how can you actually plan to do that and to show up for that? And that's way more like fulfilling and life-giving and, and really helps us understand our purpose instead of just all the things. Checking off, what the, out? Checking yeah, off. checking off the boxes, which isn't what, like, that's not what we want to, you know, we don't want our, our kids are never going to say my mom was the one who could check off all the boxes, Yeah, right? They're going to be like, my mom is the one who like, didn't yell at me in dinner and to, for dinner every night and came and like sat by me for a minute and then brought me to the table. Or like my mom's the one who rubbed my back and told a story every night or whatever. Like that's what they remember. Not, and they don't even necessarily remember like the trips and the whatever, like they really remember those small moments. And I think the more that we can really take that in and plan for them, the, you know, the more connected we'll feel to them if, if that's our purpose. And then the last thing I'll say is that there's so much truth to like mother knows best or whatever that cliche statement is. And I don't think we always let ourselves do that. So our intuitions are so amazingly strong. Like we know what's right. So when, and I think especially right now in this atmosphere that we're in, like there's all sorts of strange things happening to, you know, around with whatever, with our kids. And it's like, if something doesn't feel right, you know that, and you can respond to that and, and just really trust that. Or like, you, you know, exactly what they need. Like maybe you're like, they had a really hard day. I should stop working and be with him. Although I don't feel like I can trust that initial hit. I can stop because he's really needing, you know, my child's really needing this right now. Like mm-hmm. just trust those hits. Cause they're usually pretty spot on. That's awesome. Trust your intuition, ladies. Yes. Usually right. <laughs> those are always awesome. right. Yeah. yeah. And, and we, and we very rarely follow it because we, you know, conventional wisdom has told us kind of otherwise. Right. We second, second guess ourselves all the time. Right. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I should have thought about this yesterday. I should have, should have done yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Shut ourselves. Yeah, don't shut yourself <laughs> either. Just stop and think about it. And when you get that intuition, yeah. do it. listen to it. Yeah. Trust it. Yeah. You're yeah. smart. <laughs> For sure. Well, awesome. Yeah. This has been so great. So many awesome tips and tricks. Blissful parents out there. I hope you go and check out plansimple.com. Uh, there's tons of free guides and also awesome things on there. And his podcast is connected there as well as the flow 365 planner. So Mia, thank you so much for joining us today. And this has been amazing. Hope you will come back again and share all your awesome insight on how we can do things in a much more balanced way. We can do motherhood, we can do career and we can be healthy all at the same time. It is possible. And I especially love what you said, where it doesn't have to be equally weighted. A 20 minute walk can counterbalance an eight hour workday. And I just totally love, and I wanted to reiterate that you said that was so awesome. So thanks again, Mia, and we'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com. 